Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So, um, RFK Jr., who is running for president, uh, and by the way, polling at 19% in a three-way race with Biden, Trump, and RFK Jr., 19%. Um, he has been denied uh, Secret Service protection. And we're going to get into that in a minute, but it's particularly important now because of something that happened to him and his wife, Cheryl Hines, recently. Yeah, they had an intruder uh, on their the grounds of their home here in L.A. And what's really frightening about this person, they, uh, Cheryl was home at the time. And so was RF, RFK Jr. Right, and saw the person, alerted security, and they stopped him. He was arrested. What's really frightening is that he came back less than 24 hours later um, and was, again, apprehended. But the fact that there are people who are making this effort um, to get to him and most likely uh, for no good reason. There have been other- It is a very and, and by the scary way, situation. Other instances where somebody impersonated a US Marshal at one of his campaign rallies. So this is serious stuff. We are going to bring in now Cheryl Hines, RFK Jr.'s wife, to talk about how he is being treated by the administration and in this race. So she joins us right now. Cheryl, welcome to TMZ Live. Hey, hi guys. So, um, before we get into Secret Service, um, this sounds really alarming, what has happened to you and your husband over the last week or so. It was very alarming. I was actually on Instagram Live with a friend of mine doing talking about baking and candles. I have a company, Heinz & Young, and we were just talking about, you know, how to make your house cozy and happy. And I, I can see out my window... Uh, a, a very strange person, and I see the security um, apprehending him while I'm talking. And it was, um, yes, very alarming. Cheryl, you stayed on the Instagram Live while this was happening? I did. I actually, I because it took a, a moment to understand what was happening, because I didn't understand the uh, um, se severity of it. Yeah. So I, I actually just stopped talking for a moment and was staring outside and my jaw dropped and my friend said, are you okay? Is everything okay? And, and I said, I, I, I need to go hmm. uh, because I could see, you know, if I could see how serious the situation was. Was he struggling with like when you're watching security, uh, you know, interact with this person, was there an actual struggle or was it just a heated conversation? Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I can tell you that security had it under control, let's say that. Um, so there was, I, there was, I didn't see a lot of struggling and I, like I said, I was, I was still on live. Yeah. So I was trying, uh, but I could tell that the security guard um, had everything under control. 
he apprehended the person. And then I could hear someone say, call 911. And uh, suddenly, you know, I'm sitting in my house uh, at, I don't know, it's like 920 in the morning. And it just turned into this um, harrowing event. Can you kind of paint a picture of why you and your husband have petitioned uh, Homeland Security uh, to give you Secret Service protection while he runs for president? Um, well, like you said, so Bobby, my husband, is running as an independent for president of 2024. And I mean, I think a lot of people are aware that the Kennedys have um, a history of, uh, you know, his his uncle was assassinated, his father was assassinated. And now Bobby is running for president, and which I think takes a lot of courage for a, a lot of reasons. Um, and it's, an, it's a, a unique situation because of his history and because of the violent history that comes along with it. So uh, yes, he has requested that the administration give him secret service protection for this very reason. This is the third time something has happened uh, where someone was trying to harm Bobby. So it's um, disappointing to say the very least that the administration is not giving Bobby protection. They had said when, when uh, they initially rejected, when Homeland Security rejected the request, they said something about the candidate needs to be polling at at least 15%. Um, as we just mentioned, uh, Bobby's now polling at 19%. This should just be, and in, in light of that, and in light of what just happened at your home, uh, has there been a, a, a new request made to, uh, to Homeland Security? I believe there has been, and uh, and also everything has been documented along the way, and there's been communication with them. Uh, so it's not it's they know they know what's happening, and they know what has been happening. So uh, yeah, it's it's um, I can't believe that they're not responding. You know. Back in 1968, um, I was 17 years old. Um, I was the head of a Students for Robert Kennedy um, organization. And I was at the Ambassador Hotel that night on June 4th, 1968. And I, I literally just got chills because um, there was a point in the evening before he gave his final speech where I ended up in an elevator with Ethel Kennedy and your husband when he was a little kid. And um, they went up to the hotel room and she came back down um, to stand by her husband's side right before he was assassinated. And uh, that has stuck with me, that horror has stuck with me to this day. And, you know, Joe Biden is a humane guy. Whatever you think of him, with his politics or whatever, he is a humane guy. And, right. give, and given what your family has suffered through with John Kennedy and Robert Kennedy, it, it just seems incredible to me that whatever polling is, that this is part of Americana. 
and that somebody like him needs protection. Uh, it would just seem to me on that basis alone, and, and, they would give it to him. And Cheryl, I, I hear what, it sounds like, I, I hear your response, like I, it seems like you're being careful and you don't wanna say anything too negative about the administration, but I will say it, it just, this seems like a, an easy decision for them to make, and I, it's, it's baffling. It is baffling, and at this point it feels, um, yes, you're right, I'm being careful about my words because, um, you know, I respect President Biden and the administration. And at the same time, it feels like it's um, political strategy. Hmm. You know, if they don't acknowledge that Bobby's running as a presidential candidate, then, well, let me back up. I guess if they if they do give Bobby protection, then they are acknowledging that right. he's running as a political um yeah. candidate and that um and that he like you're saying Harvey yeah he is polling um and at a high percentage and it's uh and it's this is really happening it's it's happening regardless of if they acknowledge it or not um but that's what's happening Bobby is running for president and uh and he is out there and he's out there campaigning and giving speeches and um yeah somebody showed up at one of his um, speeches, armed, was arrested. This person was arrested. Uh, so I'm not sure what it's going to take to get the, the administration to. This has got to keep you up at night, I would think. You know, I, yeah, uh, it, it does. Sometimes, I mean, I know that Bob, Bobby's, <laughs> Bobby's a different person he's very brave and nothing seems to rattle him but um i i am very concerned about it there are people out there that are um, have issues and and the only thing you we can do as is protect bobby you know and the people around him so it takes a lot it takes a lot of effort to do that and um of course, the Secret Service is, uh, this is exactly what they do, and they are trained in this. And so you would think that this is exactly what they should be, be doing. Yeah. So it's hard. It's really disappointing. And, and honestly, I feel like maybe in, in, in the, sounds bad to say, the silver lining of what happened at your house this week is that it, it is now a more high-profile it, it's been made very clear to everyone the urgency what you're up against. is apparent, and yeah. let's hope that that you know rattles uh, a, a few rattles a few doors uh, at the White House, and they just do this. I appreciate that. It it really can't be ignored. I mean, it's on the news that they they can't act like they don't know and they haven't seen. It. They they know, so so everyone knows. The administration knows. Biden knows. So. Um, hopefully, you're right, that they will make adjustments. Cheryl, right. we, we so appreciate you talking to us. Um, I don't know why, God, it, this brings back such horrific memories. I can't believe you were there that night. That's um, extraordinary. It, it has haunted me to this day. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank um, you so much, We Cheryl. so appreciate really. uh, the time, Cheryl. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. Wish you the best.
Um, okay, that was... I, I, I didn't know that. You yeah. told me about being there that night. I didn't know that you were actually... In the, in the elevator. elevator with yeah. Wow. Well, Britney Spears' ongoing beef with her father has led to some very interesting conversations. That There's the personal beef she has with the treatment she feels she got under the conservatorship, and then there's the legal battle that has been going on since the conservatorship ended. We know that Matthew Rosengart, uh, Britney's attorney, had made a lot of noise about suing Jamie for financial wrongdoing um, and other things that happened. Under, Allegedly he says uh, illegal surveillance in Britney's bedroom, right. cell phone and whatnot. So that's, this has been how many years now? Two it's been years? two years. Right. Uh, almost to the day, two years, since the conservatorship ended. And um, we now, um, we know that there have been these kind of uh, obtuse settlement discussions going on um, with the two lawyers, Brittany's lawyer, Alex Wein uh, uh, Brittany's lawyer, Matt Rosengart, Jamie's lawyer, uh, his Alex name is Alex Weingarten. And um, this has gotten super nasty, super contentious. But one of the things that has emerged is the amount of money that Alex Weingarten says Britney's lawyer has charged her and gotten nothing back from Jamie, at least yet, and may not because on some of the key claims, he let the statute of limitations run. So these two have been going back and forth now for years, I should say, and it's gotten pretty contentious, like you said, Harvey. There was even a point where Alex just told us in a statement that they were yelling back and forth one, with one another, or as he put it, Rosengart was yelling at him, saying that he was the king of entertainment litigation. W what a title to self-proclaim yourself, the king of entertainment litigation, not just lawyers. Uh, but it's interesting because apparently a huge negotiation that they were dealing with a few months ago was when they were trying to settle and Rosengart was demanding that Jamie paid $7 million of his legal fees. That is a tremendous amount, $7 million. And here you have Rosengart, who has been claiming that Jamie took a ton of money for Britney, but that's a lot of money to rack up in fees. We should say, Jacob, I think it's important to say that Weingarten told us that during those discussions, the way it came out was Rosengart said that you're going to have to cover the $7 million fees. in attorney's fees that she has incurred from me um, for whatever else you pay. And that's how this $7 million came out. Now, Rosengart is saying he hasn't addressed that amount specifically. He just is saying what? That this is a pack of lies from Weingarten. But Weingarten is saying that Rosengart said that his fees <laughs> were $7 million. They don't want this to go to a trial. Well, they don't want it to go to a trial because there's certain discovery. That's the information you request right. from the other side during, you know, before the trial that Weingarten is saying would be extremely damaging, not just to the case, but to Brittany and her reputation. So whatever that is, um, Weingarten says Rose Rosengart does not want to turn over, but if it reaches the trial stage and so if it becomes relevant, it could well be admitted in evidence. The trial is not until May. This is this becomes now for the next eight months what a big game of chicken, right? Back and forth. Yep. But somebody's got to back down because or it goes to trial, or, or it goes to or, trial, or they just both walk walk away and say, "Look, dude, no if, they, if, if they walk away, she's now paid seven. You know, according to then she has to pay the seven million. That's a lot of money.
Hi, uh, my name is Anastasia Light from South Africa. Um, my take on the story is that, you know, this what the story highlights, as well as what Brittany's um, memoir highlights, is a ever-growing problem of the exploitation of child stars and by their parents in particular. And why I say this is an ever-growing problem is because we've seen the proliferation and the rise of family vloggers, and we've had these kids who've grown up in front of the camera now coming out and speaking about uh, the, the abuses that they've suffered uh, from their parents who have been using them for monetary gains. Uh, there needs to be stronger protections in place um, so that other influences and celebrities don't end up in the position that Britney Spears has ended up in. It's tragic. Okay, we are gonna move on to yes. a new billionaire, folks. There's a new one, uh, which we all saw this coming, right? Uh, after the year that Taylor Swift has had, I guess this is the perfect crowning achievement for this year. She is now reached billionaire status, $1.1 billion. Uh, and it is an extraordinary accomplishment because she got there based solely on her music, um, which we don't normally see. There are a lot of musicians who are billionaires, um, you know, Rihanna, Jay-Z, um, Beyonce, Oprah. Uh, Beyonce, I don't think Beyonce is quite there Did you say singer or, or you said entertainer? I said enter yeah. Oprah's not a singer, although I'm sure she could sing. <laughs> <laughs> but she did it just on music. All those other people have other business ventures um, in addition to their yeah, music. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, this is a huge accomplishment, you guys. But let's kind of unpack this. So her tour, the Eras tour, like basically brought back the economy, um, but it's projected to earn about $2.2 billion, and that's just in North America alone. And remember, she's got other parts of the country or other parts of the world that she's going to. Um, and then also she had the Eras tour concert movie, uh, which also had broke some records, and she got uh, $96 million just from that in just the U.S. and Canada. So, and remember, she re-recorded a bunch of her albums, which she's still doing. 1989 is coming out soon. So she is crushing it just with, like you guys said, only her music and only uh, performing in concert. So if she ever came out with some other business, I mean, wow, the sky is endless. Yeah, no, it is. And by the way, those are gross. Came out those last are, night, by the way. Right. Yeah. Those are gross receipts, by the way. But still, right. I mean, she's, she is... Um, She's making, and the point is, all of that, all of those things that Charlie just mentioned are all based on her artistry. Her artistry. On her songwriting, she's her performing. As it my is, mom would say, she's not selling schmatas. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tim Parham from Chicago. Now, I ain't the one to be out here pocket watching, but I think it's dope that Taylor Swift hit being, uh, being their status. I mean, it's obvious that she works hard. She had a sold out tour that got extended throughout the summer that I'm hearing that helped the U.S. economy. You can't really hate on that. On top of that, she's dating the best tight end in football, and they both <laughs> won an eight game right now. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, Harvey, I'm going to let you finish, but I think this might be the best relationship of all time. Of all time? Of all time? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right, listen. Listen, I mean, we got okay, a little hyperbole there. Down just a little way, bit. We got a break, but real quick, I got it. You know, you know what? I just, I don't know why this came back to me, but when I was a kid, and I remember hearing one of the Rockefellers was a millionaire. It was like, whoa, a millionaire. No, it, I, it was a big deal to know someone who was a millionaire. And it's just, oh my gosh. Now we got billionaires all over. Okay. Well, Gigi Hadid spoke out about the conflict in Israel between the war between Israel and Hamas um, and the airstrikes in Gaza. The state of Israel actually responded to her and called her out and said that she was 
uh, you know, that she was not condemning the terrorism strongly enough. So I was surprised when Bella Hadid decided to offer her take on what is happening. And I say I'm surprised only because she hadn't said anything up to this point. And I really thought she- And she saw what happened to her I sister. I thought she was intentionally not doing it because of what happened to her sister. And we know that the Hadid family has been getting death threats because of the things that, um, or at least the way some people have perceived the things that uh, Gigi had said. But this is what Bella uh, had to say about this. She said, I've been sent hundreds of death threats daily. My phone number has been leaked and my family is felt to be in danger. But I cannot be silenced any longer. Fear is not an option. I mourn for the Israeli families that have been dealing with the pain and aftermath of October 7th, regardless of the history of the land. I condemn the terrorist attacks on any civilians anywhere. And she continues, we need to keep pressure on our leaders, wherever we are, not to forget the urgent needs of the people of Gaza and to ensure that innocent Palestinian civilians are not the forgotten casualties of this war. I don't know how you argue against that. I mean, what she's saying is that the, the October 7th attack, they were, it was a terrorist attack, and it was abhorrent. And she's also saying that the, the, the in consequence in Gaza is, is, is terrible, that innocent civilians are being killed right children now. Children are being killed. And, and yeah. how do you argue that? I mean, it, there, it, 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 it doesn't mean, I, personally, look, I think personally Israel has to do this. They have to eliminate the uh, Hamas because Hamas is trying to exterminate the, the Jews uh, across the border. But but nobody reasonable is saying and kill the civilians in the process. Yeah, I think she did a perfectly good job of, of balancing those two sentiments. Uh, it's an issue of where her focus is. Her focus is on the the civilians in Gaza, which you know she is she she's identifies as Pal she's Palestinian. So that makes perfect sense. It's a little bit difficult and naive because Hamas is enmeshed within the civilians. So when you say look out for the civilians. Israel needs to sort of be in there amidst the civilians. They shouldn't try to kill civilians, obviously, but it's a more difficult task than just finding a, a bad guy in the top of a building. But at the same time, you have to have compassion for innocent people there, you know, many of whom don't even support Hamas, by the way. Right. Um, and, and that when children are being killed, when you see these hospitals overrun and everything else, um, I don't see how you, a reasonable person, right. can argue that I, what she's saying. I would be interested to see what, if any, reaction the state of Israel has to Bella's statement. Yeah. yeah. This is Jerry Masadi of Texarkana, and um, I just think on subjects like that or anything, I think a video post would be better than you posting words because I see people getting confused by what people post every day. I hear your point, but it's going to be what it's going to be. I mean, there's such division on this that she'll get a lot of hate on this because people want to view it with one lens right. and they don't want to hear anything about the other, the other side. It, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, it's really a terrible situation. Yeah. It's just this world, I got to tell you, it's like when you look at what's going on in Ukraine, you look at what's going on in, in Israel. You look at what's, what's going, going on in the United country. States yep. with what just happened. Amen. It is feels like it's all kind of closing in. Yeah. Okay, we are going to take a break. All right, uh, when we come back, we'll be shifting gears to something a lot of people are interested, interested in, but clearly more trivial. 
What is happening with Kyle Richards and Maurizio Umansky? Well, Maurizio is in New York City with Emma Slater, his Dancing with the Stars partner. They're there for work, but they have made a video statement about what is going on between them. And we know that Kyle thinks something might be going on between Mo and Emma. You're gonna hear in their words what they say is happening. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Kyle Richards, um, she came right out and said it the other night. She was hurt by seeing the photo of her estranged husband, Maurizio Imansky, holding hands with Emma Slater. Um, and I guess that would put some pressure, not I guess, it obviously put some pressure on Maurizio. And this is a fine line he is walking here, but he and his uh, Dancing with the Stars partner, Emma Slater, decided to walk it. They are addressing the rumors um, squarely. They posted this video talking about it, and I will tell you why I think they are walking a fine line after you see the video. We're really good friends, and uh, you know, just to clarify, we went to a uh, restaurant uh, to go get some sushi uh, right after rehearsal. We were in our rehearsal clothes. Rehearsal clothes. Uh, it's a very intense week, a very emotional week. Uh, we were talking about the week about during, the, during uh, dinner, and uh, when we came out of dinner, um, we were recapping, and I reached out um, to grab Emma's hand, um, and she grabbed my hand, and uh, and then we walked, you know, to the cars, just recapping and summarizing. Right. Um, and um, and then the you know the paparazzi caught you know that moment, and it's become a blown out moment. And then all of a sudden we're dating. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, just uh, that's it. Hope that clarifies. So why, why are they walking a the line? So here's where they're walking a fine line. Look, what they said, the way they described it, may very well be exactly what happened. But there's a thing where you are. Um, where you protest too much, that it, some people will look at that and go, eh, they'll pick it apart and go, hmm, I, I don't believe it, I think they're just trying to cover up. Um, why, are you, why are you going through the trouble of making this video when, and honestly, the story they told, that's the way we had heard it, and we broke, we put that up, what, well, three, the real, four but days the real, ago? The real story we did was Kyle wasn't buying it. And, no, no, but before that, we had done the story about the, when the photos oh, right. came out. That's right. essentially and that's what, we, what we had heard also. So. And guys, what's interesting is the timing of this video also was like uh, Harvey said, after we had been told by sources that Kyle felt the pictures were disrespectful and she intentionally removed her post promoting them, that night also, before this video comes out, Kyle had been on Watch What Happens Live and addressed this saying she thought it was very disrespectful and she was offended by it. So the timing of the video, this happened last week, why didn't they do the video sooner to shut this down? I think they were waiting for it to go away because the way news cycles work, a lot of times that it would go away, but it's, it kept going, especially it, it after Kyle's went on, on Watch What Happens. That's Fun. right, and so, I don't know. I mean, look, it, it, it felt authentic. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, it very well because might be if, exactly what they said. If it's not, it's right. just gonna blow up, right? Now, they're both, by the way, they're both in New York right now. Um, and um, he went there actually because he's being interviewed for Forbes. His real estate company, the agency, is this international behemoth now. And Forbes is doing a big article, a big spread on him. So they're in New York. She went there. And then I, they got to keep rehearsing. Right. And I didn't know this, but apparently this is a standard operating procedure that when 
somebody, one of the contestants has, has to travel. To, then the, the, the dance Dances partner goes to travel too. Yeah. Hey, Becca Berger from Warwick, Rhode Island. For the longest time, Kyle and Mauricio were couples goals. But I feel like ever since Scandival broke all those months ago, earlier this year, everybody's sort of trying to capture that Scandival. I hate to call it, <laughs> well, just, just Scandival PR. You think this is PR and it's not real that they're separated? The timing is really curious, you guys, just because of the fact that the season just kicked off this week. He's on Dancing with the Stars. He's got that show on Netflix. I I would hate to think that this is phony, but that conversation that they had about her tattoo on the premiere mm. seemed very forced. I mm. agree. Well, I kind of I agree with you on that. When they're shooting stuff for the for the show, I agree with you on that. Feel that way sometimes. God, how cynical. Uh, <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. Yes, to a uh, record-breaking day for Kim Kardashian and the launch of a new product. You know that her Skims line has been a huge success, um, and it is up to this point, been uh, the clothing has been for women. Well, now she's got Skims for men, and wow, did it launch in a big way, and I think in no small part to the models that they very wisely chose to show off... <laughs> the men's skimwear. Charles, you're not kidding. They got three absolute superstars, an international soccer star in Neymar, uh, an NFL superstar in Nick Bosa, and an NBA star in, uh, in uh, uh, Shea uh, Gildress Alexander from, uh, from the Oklahoma City Thunder. They all look amazing. This has been a smash hit. So in the first five minutes, when this was launched by Kim and her company, they got over 25,000 orders in those first five minutes. These are not like exactly cheap pieces. I mean, you're talking, you know, 50, 60 bucks for some of these, uh, these items here. Millions and millions of dollars. Bring us up to speed or me up to speed on this thing. I thought skims were when you got... Um, it's not all shapewear anymore. Now it's just... Leisure wear or oh, yeah, boxers yeah. and briefs and t-shirts for men. So yeah, normal clothes, not shapewear. And those guys obviously do not need right. shapewear. Some <laughs> men was do. Uh, by yeah. the way, by the way, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you're going to look like that if you put them on. No. <laughs> I know. I think millions of men, Harvey, thought right. that they were. Thousands or, of men thought they were right. going or to. Or millions of women thought that they're. <laughs> they want. Yeah, I wonder who's buying this stuff. Because let's be honest, are men buying it or women buying it for men? It's probably a little bit of both, but I think it's more, especially with the holidays coming up. Yeah, I bought myself a pair, and I will take some photos when they come. Oh, so we can't worry. wait. That's that's <laughs> fine, Mike. We don't need to overshare. Hi, Audrey Alexander in Orlando, Florida. And Kim Kardashian is epically innovative. She's a mogul that is business savvy and not afraid to put herself in position for continued wealth. And that's what makes her the entrepreneur that she is today. She is that entrepreneur for sure. I know Halloween is not here yet, um, but... Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Let's just skip right to it. Happy New Year. Uh, no, it is time, and I, I've heard plenty of people uh, talking about their holiday shopping and getting it done. Siobhan said to me the other day, she's like, I just finished all my shopping. I'm like, how did you finish all that? I don't understand. I haven't even thought about it. But there are a lot of things um, that you're going to have to think about this year, not the least of which being uh, inflation. Um, but there are ways that you can still win uh, at, at your holiday shopping tasks. And it's more complicated now because do you do it online? Do you go to the store? Do you, when do you do it? It's complicated. Which way is going to be best for you? We're following the money, and that means we are bringing in our buddy Damon John because uh, that's what we do here every week, following the money. Damon, uh, welcome back. 
and happy holidays. Thank you. I guess. Happy holidays. <laughs> so what do you do? I mean, that, it, it is complicated. I was just thinking myself. You need, need a strategy. You really yeah. do. It's like, do, do, do you buy it online now? Do you wait until later? Do you wait for the store? Because no, not as many people are going there. What do you do? You know, I'm conflicted because as somebody who sells a lot of consumer retail products, I'm about to tell you a whole lot of nasty little secrets. Oh, Ooh, all right. We're in. We used to have back to school. We don't have back to school anymore. We used to have Black Friday. Remember when everybody waited outside of the long uh, of the big box stores and they rushed in? We have Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and we go on sale prior to Christmas earlier. This is when you get your goods. You get them at a lower price. You don't go to the mall, so you save on all that. Don't go to the mall. Why? Because about 30% of your money is going to be spent in a reactionary position when you're in the mall. Go, oh, my God, let me buy that. Oh, my God, let me buy that. Don't go to the mall. Shop online. Shop early. Shop at these closed windows of time. And by the way, you're buying suits and things like that. Oh, my God, go to the outlet mall. Those suits are normally 90% off. These are the strategies you have to use. And I promise you, as I looked at my data, you will probably save about 60% of what you normally would spend if you use these very timely strategies. Hmm. I always have a problem. Here's, I know what you're saying, Damon, about buying online and not going to the mall. And, and I hate going to the mall as much as the next person. But when you're buying something that someone's going to return or you're not sure, especially clothes, I always feel like I want to actually be there and see it. Because when you order something online, you don't know if it's the right size. And it's one thing if you're doing it for yourself, because you just send it back. But when you're buying a gift for someone, it seems like you do need to actually see it, no? That's why I do end up going well, to the Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that, that's you be, being old. All right. Got it. You got well, it. If it's a gift, I think it's a gift. If it's a gift, it's a surprise. What are you doing? Hey, check this out. Let me see it on you. No, no you're not doing that. And an average shopper, just so you know, a woman, uh, when they normally shop and they buy a brand new product anytime during the year, they buy two sizes because they never know because the clothes are. Uh, oh, but if I buy two sizes for a woman, no, I can't do that. Come on, Dan. Yeah, Which I mean, one's can, can, now I'm. You can't do that. <laughs> if I buy two sizes, you can't for do a woman, that for a gift, can you? Right, and by the way, half of the people don't even want the crap because we're sending them, so they just want the receipt so they can send it back anyway. So you well, have to always make true. sure, or they're gonna re-gift it. So Charles knows this, because we laugh about it, but I've discovered online, online shopping, shopping this year. Oh and I'm like all in, it's just really fun. I don't like going shopping. But, 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 I was thinking for Christmas that there must be stores that their only play at this point is to undersell what you could buy online. So if it's well, something- they can't is do that, right? Because they got to pay rent. No, 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 point. I know that. But you want to get bodies into these malls and, and places. So it just seems to me that the smart play for Christmas is to look at what they're doing in these brick and mortar places because their only, their only option now is to give you a better right. price than what you could do with sitting at your computer. That is true, but what happens with the thing is, you know, that's why, you know, when you go into a grocery store, right, they're always going to put bread and milk way at the back, so you got to walk by the cookies and right. the chips and various other things, right? So by the time you go to the mall to even get those discounted products, especially if you have a kid or a loved one with you and you're in the Christmas spirit, you're feeling good about it, right? And that's that's just natural human, uh, you know, behavior. And what you do is you pick up more stuff. Now, am I saying should you stay at home and be ever not ever 
Ebenezer Scrooge and just buy stuff and say, all right, good, <laughs> Christmas is over. No, you should go out and have different experiences. But going to the mall is extremely, extremely dangerous. Please trust me. Take my advice. It's like you never go food shopping when you're hungry. You just buy the stuff online. You give it to your family. You know you've gotten that away. And then when you do go to the mall of places, hey, I want this. I got everything already taken care of. Thank you. Let's go and see Santa. You know, that's how you got to really think. It's just a little bit of discipline and a mind shift because us people who sell, we knew what used to trigger you. Now with technology, you're able to cut through that, compare prices and do it ahead of time on your terms. Hey, we're out, we're out of time real quick. What are you going to be in Halloween? I'm going to be. Oh, you know what? I'm going to be wear a top hat because it sure. will be probably the day before. Black Entrepreneurs Day. Did I oh, get that right? Plug? Yes, you did, Damien. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Can't forget Black Entrepreneurs Day, uh, November 1st, next week. Hey, uh, Damon, thanks for being with us, man. Maybe your tips will actually make this the most wonderful time. No, that was really good. Really good. Thanks, Damon. It, it will save some money, and then you'll have an even happier holiday because it's all about being with the people you love and the experiences and exactly. being able to celebrate all you've worked for. So happy holidays, guys. You all too, right, Damon. Arnold Schwarzenegger and his girlfriend of, what, at least 10, 10 years, years. Yep. Uh, Heather Milligan, are in Europe. He's doing uh, his book tour. And some people noticed, as of course they're going to notice, that Heather is wearing a ring, a very big one. Big rock. On the left ring finger. Hmm. As far as I remember, I think that still means engagement. There was a well, report that's... out or two that they are uh, going down the aisle. And sources close say they are not engaged, though. They have been dating for a very long time. They started dating in 2012, and they're a cute couple. They're always out and about. And so because we see them so often, fans were quick to notice that there was a ring on her ring finger. However, it is not an engagement ring. It's just a ring that matched her outfit. I know it matches her outfit, but put it on a different finger. Maybe right? she likes it. Okay, put it on the right hand. Maybe she likes it. All right. By the way, I just want to say, when I got in my bike accident... Um, I mean, you shattered I used, every bone in... I use Heather's company. <laughs> she's a great physical therapist. She has a company. And she's remarkable. I love her. And um, shout out to, to Aaron, her assistant, who uh -huh. did all the... They're amazing. And she, she's just awesome. So thanks that, for sending them back in one piece. Most this is Ian from Canada. I'm just going to weigh in here as an amateur marriage expert myself. Marriage has changed a lot, right? It's no longer if you have all your limbs and all your teeth for pushing a plow, rather pooling all the resources and raising children and all that stuff. And Arnold's been there and done that. But let's not forget that the ring has one universal meaning. No matter what, married or not, means hands off, ladies. Oh, oh, I never thought of that. Oh, so she was doing it so that other men wouldn't hit on her? Is that was no? I think his point is so that other women wouldn't hit on Arnold when they see. Oh, that's the point. Ha! Well then, that was a no, good take. That wouldn't no? Then Arnold would be the one wearing a ring. Well, no, but she's telegraphing. He's taken. I don't know. All right, what do I know? I, the guy had a people big are taken. The guy had a big cat, is Le what I know. <laughs> Le <laughs> Leave them both alone. Uh, what else you guys want to talk about? Emo LeBlanc here calling in from the Canadian Rockies. Uh, let me tell you that I want to talk about legal, uh, uh, Britney Spears legals, uh, the lawyers going back and forth. Um, my question to you, Harvey, is that I was wondering, is it not the job of the lawyer to make sure that the statute of limitations doesn't run out for his client? Like, isn't that not his responsibility? <laughs> no, well, it, okay, it there, there, are two, there are two ways of looking at it. One is that if you negligently blow it, 
um, it's a huge problem for the lawyer. On the other hand, Maybe there may be an intentional go. reason <laughs> to let it go so you don't end up going to court because you may not have the firepower behind you to win. So there are two ways of looking at that. One more. Hi, this is Dana. I'm calling from Prompt, Nevada. Wanted to comment on Taylor Swift. Congratulations, girl. You go. A billionaire has such a nice ring to it. So anyways, just want to say congratulations and keep being everywhere because she's everywhere, literally, on TV. There, you know, you can't turn on the TV without seeing I hope she flexes a little bit and her next album is just called Billionaire. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Vanessa Hudgens uh, getting ready to marry Cole Tucker, the baseball player. She had her bachelorette party in Aspen. And Vanessa, apparently, I did not know this, but she's very much into Halloween. Halloween. And she worked it in as the theme. It was a funeral-themed bachelorette. She was the only one in white, everyone else in black. But I love that. It's, it's the way you mark getting married and getting tied down this way. As death? As death. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I knew that that was a theme. That's the part you could get on board with. Yep. And uh, I am guessing, <laughs> I wonder if Cole's going to do, hmm. I, there were a lot. Never mind. Sarah Hyland and Vanessa Hudgens, Vanessa I've Hudgens, always thought they're kind of like the same so person. They're so similar. They're like mirror images. Mm -hmm. Have we seen them together? This I is mean, the first time I've seen them in the same This could be AI. Photo. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. We weren't there. We don't know. Mm. We will uh, we'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. <laughs>